Today on the Rochester Rundown, we'll bring you comments and context behind the latest DMC Corporation board meeting. Thursday's meeting was the first since COVID-19 threw the global economy into chaos, and the conversation quickly turned to the very future of the initiative as it moves into its second five-year phase. We will get to that soon, but first we need to address what's on my mind, and most likely on yours too. Friday afternoon, demonstrators descended on downtown Rochester to protest the police killing of George Floyd. The protest followed four days of upheaval in Minneapolis, where the murder took place, just a 90-minute drive from our home. We take a brief pause for the residents of Minneapolis, as well as everyone else who has been touched by the traumatic incident. Now, we shift our attention back home, where local leaders are actively plotting the course for Destination Medical Center's next five years. How will the pandemic affect DMC's plans, and how can the body best move forward in a position of strength while supporting people in need? And is that even within DMC's prerogative? Lots of interesting comments from city leaders and other board members. We'll make sense of it in a second. Plus, a huge week in city council campaign announcements with races across the wards and for council president looking much different than anyone could have expected just a week ago. We've got who's in and who's out so far, with just a few more days before the filing deadline. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, May 29th, 2020, and let's get to the news. The conversations in the Destination Medical Center Corporation, or DMCC, board meeting on Thursday weren't necessarily supposed to go as broad as it did. But given the current state of affairs in the American economy, it's easy to understand how a simple discussion on funding transfers barely registering a blip on DMC's budget can turn into a moratorium on its next half-decade of operations. It was a conversation on what DMC can and should be as the largest public-private partnership in Minnesota history moves past the quarter pole of its lifespan at an incredibly unstable time that no one foresaw. DMCC Secretary Paul Williams said the next months will be critical as DMC staff begins to draft what their next five years will look like before presenting it later this summer. And we may rethink some of the five-year goals and five-year strategies um, that that we put forward in the context of, a, of what may be a, a, you know, a markedly changed uh, world, even within the Rochester region. So. DMC's impact hinges on its public-private partnership, with $585 million in public money pouring in over its entire two-decade lifespan. The city of Rochester is on the hook for $128 million of that total. And according to Mayor Kim Norton, the city may have to tighten its DMC-related spending in the next year or two, as the full scope of COVID-19's economic impact is made clear with specific concern to the city's budget shortfalls. Um, The city is concerned about the amount of money that the city is spending on the DMC EDA, you know, the DMC board, the DMC organization, not the DMCC organization, but the DMC EDA. And this was one of the places where when we were saying we want to make cuts, is this one of the places that we were going to make cuts? If and when the city does tighten its DMC spending over the next couple of years, it affects, of course, what the body can accomplish. The board must then lean on its priorities, but exactly what DMC should prioritize was on the table as well. DMCC board chair R.T. Ryback mentioned how the original goals of Destination Medical Center have changed over the first five years of its existence, leaving the option open for things to change further in the years to come. Our definition of what that community uh, need is has evolved. Early on, it dealt often with the visitor experience, the hotel 
uh, experience very quickly evolved to us adding in elements like uh, affordable housing and workforce. While they were part of it, I think we've increased that piece of it. Those community needs in the past 10 weeks have shifted and become much more urgent. Small business owners across nearly every industry are on the brink. It is especially true for businesses in the downtown area near First Avenue and Peace Plaza, where heart of the city construction is continuing as scheduled. COVID-19 adds another unexpected barrier to a summer where those owners already needed help. And as board member and former Wells Fargo, Minnesota CEO James Campbell pointed out, it's quite tough to navigate that situation as a business, as a visitor, and as DMC itself. The, The district is really torn up, which is great. I mean, that's what this is all about. But I got to say that those small businesses uh, in the district must really be suffering as a result of all the good work we're doing. And so I'm in favor of us doing something a a bit extra uh, uh, as it relates to the experience that we're having worldwide. I think now is the time for us to try to help those small businesses in any way we possibly can. So what is there to do from a DMC standpoint? Mayor Norton urged caution with DMC's response to COVID-19, noting that not all Rochester businesses could benefit from what DMC has to offer in the immediate future in terms of relief. She says for some, DMC has become simply another avenue to receive funding and more like a governmental entity, which was never the original intention. People turn to DMC because it's a pot of money all the time. Go to DMC, get money from DMC. So a couple things. I don't want a DMC to be viewed as the government. I don't want them to be viewed as a pot of money that can rescue everyone. And I want to point out that it only rescues people in the DMC district and the whole rest of the community gets a little bitter about the help from DMC for the people downtown. Ryback was on the other side of the coin, explaining his belief that any organization in the position to help should, regardless of what the connotations are. I understand the dynamics that you're wrestling with, but I, I do feel that it would be wrong for this board to sit on the sidelines when small businesses are struggling if we could provide some help. And that's, I guess, what I see the spirit of this This is. In the end, the board approved $250,000 in funds previously set aside for the creation of the next five-year plan to go towards public realm improvements like benches, temporary sidewalks, and sanitizing stations in the hopes of bringing more customers back to small businesses as they continue to reopen. More will be known about DMC's next five years in August, when the board plans to have a plan drafted and ready for review. Also in the DMCC meeting, Mayo Clinic's Chief Administrative Officer Jeff Bolton updated the board on the hospital's financial state and current capacity, saying the clinic is currently scheduling appointments near 90% capacity a sizable increase from last month when the clinic was operating near 50% and furloughed thousands of workers. The current trajectory does provide us with cautious optimism that we'll continue to resume our normal, new normal work at the end of the year. And again, this will take time. Bolton says the clinic is scheduling appointments as far as three months out, so the 90% figure won't take shape until late summer at the earliest. Now, the top stories from the week that was. More information on all these stories is available for free at MedCityBeat.com. Rochester leaders are offering messages of support, solidarity, and peace as protests and rioting 90 miles north continue to garner international attention in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd. 
Reaction from the county sheriff, police chief, and local civil rights groups are included in our story. As Minneapolis begins to enforce a new policy requiring residents to wear masks in most public indoor spaces, Mayor Norton says a similar policy for Rochester is not in the immediate pipeline. That's not to say a policy of that nature would be completely ruled out, however. The article includes more information on what the mayor would need to see to impose a mandatory mask requirement. Finally, lots of movement in the race for various city council seats. The breaking news early Friday morning, Rochester will have a new city council president come November. Current Council President Randy Staver announced he would not seek another term in office after holding the position for seven years. Earlier in the week, two candidates filed to make things official. Rochester Chamber of Commerce President and former Mayo Clinic lobbyist Kathleen Harrington and Health and Human Services consulting firm President Brooke Carlson will pursue the council president's seat. All open races for the city council have multiple candidates declared so far. The filing deadline is June 2nd, and the primary for all races with more than two candidates declared will be held August 11th. And that's all we have on the rundown for today. I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism by heading to medcitybeat.com membership and signing up. I'm Isaac James from MedCityBeat. Have a great weekend. Please stay safe and take care of each other. I'll talk to you next Friday.